Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Project Checkpoint podcast brought to you by the Performance and Projects Implementation Monitoring Unit of the Ondo State Government. My name is Amarachi Blessing Ojima, your host, and today we have a very special guest, the Ondo State Commissioner for Budget and Planning, Mr. Emmanuel Igbasson who will be analyzing the ongoing palliative intervention projects in the state. This project aims at addressing pressing challenges and improving the well-being of Ondo people. Throughout this episode, we will be discussing the objective, the objectives, progress, challenges, and success of this initiative. We will also explore the strategies being employed to ensure transparency, accountability, and community involvement in this project. Welcome once again, sir. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Glad to be with you. Same here. So we're going to quickly go over the questions that we have here for you, sir. And um, the first question is, as the Commissioner for Budget and Planning, can you describe your office-specific role in the planning and execution of the palliative intervention project? As the Commissioner for Economic Planning and Budget in Ondo State, um, uh, our role or responsibility transcends um, planning for palliative alone. Palliative, uh, being a member of that palliative is just a privilege. But essentially, the core responsibility of, of uh, uh, my ministry is to ensure the mobilization of resources, coordination of resources, directing and allocation of resources optimally in every sphere of government's um, intervention or governance in all the state. So, palliative is just uh, one of it um, by, by privilege that um, I'm just privileged to be a member of that um, palliative committee. Uh, we set about, um, nevertheless, we deploy our little uh, 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 experience to ensure that um, we have holistic and uh, far-reaching um, uh, process of making sure that the palliative gets to the news and crannies of Wundu State and everyone that matters. Okay, sir. So since we are talking about allocation of funds based on your office, how did the budgeting process for this project unfold and what key considerations did your office prioritize in allocating funds for the palliative intervention? The palliative intervention for Wundu State is... Um, is, is uh, a bilateral arrangement between the state and the federal government of Nigeria. I recall that um, at the onset of the uh, uh, subsidiary removal, the federal government came up came up with um, pronouncement that um, they will allocate five billion naira to every state to alleviate the suffering of the masses occasioned by the removal of the oil subsidy and up to now i think every state has re received a two billion naira okay. but um for us in the state we also need to bring up resources to free some resources to ensure that we quickly attend to the specific needs and pressing needs of our people uh such that um they will not go under the crush of the palliative removal 
So it's a joint arrangement between the state and the federal government. Yeah. Okay, sir. So how do you collaborate with the government departments and agency um, to align the palliative intervention projects with broader state development goals? Uh, the 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 development um, trajectory of the state has always been people centric, and um, that is um, evidenced even by the National Bureau of Statistics um, report of 2022 on um, the multi-dimensional poverty indicator in which the state was rated the least across the federation. Wow. And that is to show that what we've been doing over the years has started manifesting and showing the lives of our people. Uh, so, Paliti, we have been making uh, the people the focus of governance in you know, those days since the advent of the administration of Arakunilu, Arutimiyadu, And it's beginning to show. So, Paliti, for example, when COVID came, you see what we did. Uh, to ameliorate um, the concerns and the and the pains of our people, um, and this now one is not um, different. We have to look at the most impacted persons, the vulnerable in our midst, the aged, those that are chronically sick, those that are lost their productive years. Uh, those that are um, out of no 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 uh, 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 reason of their own are jobless, and when we look at it uh, critically too, almost everyone is vulnerable because um, even if you fill your tank before now with um, ten naira, you will need about thirty to forty naira, if not fifty now to fill to, to fill the same tank. Yeah, so one true. way or the other, everyone is vulnerable in this case. I will ensure that um, the package that is rolled out by the Strategic um, uh, Palliative Implementation Committee of Ondo State is all encompassing and broad enough to attend to the needs of um, everyone one way or the other. Thank you, sir. So has your office encountered any challenges since the inception of this project based on budgets and how the other departments are executing the, the project? Now, this is um, a state committee, okay. and it is not necessarily uh, denominated to or, or delineated to a specific um, ministry, but um, just coordinated by the strategic uh, committee put in state by the uh, Executive Council of Ondo State to coordinate. And we quickly realized the need to adopt the bottom-up approach by ensuring that... Um, all stresses of people who are co-opted into that um, uh, uh, committee and also we have the local variant of it in it, every local government. It was replicated there to ensure that the people actually own the process. Okay, Sam. Um, I would like to know, based on sustainability, you said earlier that this, this palliative intervention project is between the federal government and the state. And I want to understand, are there any future plans for, from your office um, put in place to ensure sustainability and continuity of the palliative intervention project beyond the current state where the federal government is providing and the state is supporting a bit? Yes, like oh, what I stated earlier, that even before the advent of um, subsidy, oil subsidy removal, 
all our programs and projects and um, developmental trajectory is people-centric. If you look at what Mr. Governor has done even before the advent of COVID, creating uh, a whole agency for youth um, entrepreneurship, which we call Ondo State Entrepreneurship Agency, on there. Okay. It was born on the fact that Governor, Mr. Governor realized that we have a large chunk of the youthful population who are jobless or employed and we need to do something about it. And we created a whole agency to attend to the needs of the youth, train them, help them to upstate or upskill whatever they are doing, and then settle them. Recently, some of them have just returned from training abroad. And that is the kind of passion Mr. Governor has for overall development of our people. Apart from that, we have what we do in OSAIC, or the State Agri Entrepreneurship Agency also which is to trick people along the agri-gram uh, value chain to ensure that one way or the other, our people have something to do. All the agencies are there. If you look at RAMP, the Rural and Community Development Agency, is to ensure that um, we link our rural community to the mainstream um, cities such that they take a ad, uh, quick advantage of our people. And if you look at what we have done with NKS also, giving money to aged, giving money to labor-intensive public workfare, youths, thousands of them, and creating micro-projects across the state. All everything uh, Marakuri has done has centered on the people. So even before the advent of um, oil subsidy remover, we are focused on our people and their welfare, and we will continue to do so. Thank you so much, sir. As we can see, and we've heard from the commissioner, the Ondo state is very particular about her people. You can see based on the things that the provisions that the state has given to the people. The only reason why we actually have the state is for this, the interest of the people to be protected. And we have seen it, seen it in Ondo state. And we've heard the commissioner from his speech, all the things happening in the state so far. Lastly, how can the public civil civil society organizations and stakeholders engage with your office to provide input, oversight, or feedback on the budgeting and planning processes related to your initiative to, um, to your office? And they have always been there from inception since the advent of this administration in 2017. And when Mr. Governor appointed me, we saw the basic need. Uh, driving on the agency theory that the resources of the state does not belong to the managers, it belongs to the people, the rightful owners of the people. As such, they must be contacted and um, their inputs mainstream into the budgeting process. And we came about um, carrying our budget, notifying our people, harvesting input from them to mainstream into the budget in taking decisions on how we want to deploy the resources that actually belongs to them. Uh, by 2018-19, we, we, we signed up with um, Open Governance Partnership, which is a global body that ensures a fiscal transparency and accountability and openness, uh, as well as um, citizens' engagement in the budgeting process and even the execution of projects. So we have always been partnering with... Um, uh, civil society organization in all our engagement that we do across um, nine federal constituencies and specific ones about nine other specific um, 
agent, uh, uh, strators of people like the artisans, like the market women, like the feedback organizations, like the professional bodies, like the organized private sector. They have always been part of our budgeting process. And we, apart from that, every quarter we will publish online what government has done, how they have deployed the resources of the people. We have the quarterly report online. We have the biannual report online. We have the annual report online. So, uh, so <laughs> they have always been part of us and they continue to be part of us. Thank you so much, sir. I think how you're communicating the happenings in the state is actually very commendable. Thank you. So we've come to the end of this podcast section. And um, I would like to say thank you to the Honorable Commissioner for Budgets and Economic economic planning and budgets under state governments, Mr. Emmanuel Iwasun. I would like to express my deepest gratitude to you, sir, for your insights and for giving us more details about what is happening in the states based on the, um, your office and also the palliative intervention projects that is currently ongoing. And we've heard the stories shared today have showcased the transformative power of this project. It is heartwarming to see how vulnerable individuals and communities have been provided with essential support and relief materials. Thank you again, sir. And to our listeners, we want to say thank you for always tuning into our podcast. And please do not forget to subscribe to our podcast channels on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And kindly follow us on all our social media platforms, Pimo ODSG. Thank you and see you again next time. Have a good day. Project Checkpoint.